And now, it's time for Lawyers for Jesus Radio, lighting our path through law. A show about faith in the law and in the marketplace. Featuring the partners from the law firm Mauk and Baker. Located in downtown Chicago, Mauk and Baker is nationally known for defending freedom and serving the people of faith. And now, Lawyers for Jesus. Good afternoon. Welcome to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. And today we'll be talking to Ari Cohn, who is working to defend free speech on campus. I'm Whit Brisky. I'm an attorney and a partner at the law firm of Malkin Baker in Chicago. We're Christian attorneys who focus on serving the body of Christ and its legal needs. We do everything from zoning to estate planning, nonprofit administration to religious freedom. You can find more about us by going to MalkBaker.com. That's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com or calling 312-726-1243. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter to keep up to date on developments about faith and the law. Today our guest is Ari Cohn of the Foundation for Individual Rights in Education, also known as FIRE. Ari, can you tell us a little bit about FIRE, what it does, and what part you play in that? Sure, be happy to. Uh, Foundation for Individual Rights in Education is a national, nonpartisan, nonprofit organization. We've been around since 1999, uh, and we are dedicated to promoting and defending civil liberties in our nation's college and universities. Uh, that includes freedom of speech, which uh, is a lot or even most of our work, uh, due process, legal equality, religious liberty, uh, freedom of conscience, uh, and other essential individual liberties. We do that in a number of ways. We have a defense program that uh, steps in on behalf of students and faculty members who have faced or are facing violation of their rights. We have student outreach where we educate students, uh, and we have a policy reform project where we uh, work with administrators to reform policies that are problematic from a free speech or due process perspective. Um, we also have legislative programs where we uh, help pass legislation that makes campuses a better place for uh, individual freedom. Uh, and we also have a litigation project that, uh, when all else fails, we uh, hope will realign incentives for administrators and make them think twice uh, before violating student or faculty rights. Um, where I fit in is more of the defense program work uh, on behalf of students and faculty uh, who are uh, facing rights violations on campus. Uh, I do everything from case intake management to uh, writing letters to colleges and universities when warranted to just giving advice to students and faculty when they have nobody else to turn to uh, in an unfamiliar situation. Uh, and to helping work with our team that handles the ins and outs of the uh, litigation program. Oh, that's interesting. You know, when I was in college 100 years ago in, in the late 60s and early 70s, it was mostly the, uh, the left that was the, uh, the victim of restrictions on free speech and other freedom on campus. And now it seems uh, that uh, although there certainly both sides are, are victims, the more the right that is the victim. But uh, you're a nonpartisan group, so you protect both sides, right? Uh, absolutely. And we see case submissions uh, from both sides regularly. Uh, 
I will say you mentioned the 60s and 70s era of free speech activism, and I bet those activists are tearing their hair out, wondering just what is going on and why people are working so hard to undo everything they fought for. Uh, I think that those activists properly envisioned free speech as a nonpartisan issue uh, and and really uh, are probably pretty mystified at what's going on on campuses these days. Well, I recently litigated and, and won a case uh, in uh, the United States District Court for the Northern District of Illinois for free speech on campus. And uh, the the judge we um, got was a senior judge who had been with the ACLU and had defended the Nazis when they wanted to um, march in Skokie, Illinois. Sure. And he was uh, he just was mystified by the position that the college was taking uh, against us. And it was, uh, it was really good to see uh, someone with whom uh, we probably may have disagreed considerably on some of the substance was certainly right there protecting, uh, protecting free speech. And it's really kind of uh, a good thing. Unfortunately, it sometimes seems somewhat of a bygone era to see that nonpartisan perspective. I grew up in Skokie, uh, so that case is near and dear to my heart in more ways than one. Um, and, and we're hoping to perhaps re-enlighten folks and let them know that uh, standing up for free speech means especially standing up for the free speech of people who disagree with you. Right. And certainly the Nazis were, were repugnant, but, but they needed to be protected. If they're not protected, then we're not protected. Right. This is Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Whit Brisky of the law firm of Malk and Baker. We're speaking with Ari Cohen of FIRE about protecting free speech and liberty on campus. Uh, why, would, why would Christians want to care about uh, free speech on campus? Well, I think for a couple reasons, <clears throat> uh, maybe even a few reasons. Uh, one being, uh, frankly, I believe it's the right thing to do. Um, but beyond that, to, to give a little more substance to that, um, I think there are two really compelling reasons. Um, first being that more and more these days, it seems like religious speech is increasingly not the cultural norm, is not the presiding uh, moray in, in terms of public discourse, especially on college campuses. It's simply not as uh, powerful, uh, shall we say, or or commanding as it used to be. Uh, And that puts it at risk, because a lot of people who look at religious speech say, well, that's out of touch with what we think is contemporary norms. Uh, And frankly, we find it offensive. Uh, And those people can and do seek to stifle religious speech on campus. Uh, we've, We've seen instances across the country of even Christian student organizations being forced to open up their leadership positions to anybody and everybody, even if those people do not share the beliefs of the Christian student organization. Um, And that is uh, a terrible betrayal of freedom of association in Fire's book. Uh, We fight very strongly against that. The second reason, and I speak somewhat from a place of ignorance here, uh, being Jewish myself, but my understanding is that uh, Christians operate uh, on a uh, desire, a a mandate to spread gospel. Uh, And if that's correct, and I believe it is, it certainly is, then that depends on freedom of speech. 
that cannot be accomplished without it. And moreover, uh, from my understanding, again, limited, um, hopefully I'm not speaking out of line here, but that spreading of gospel relies on persuading people and convincing people. Uh, and that really, uh, to me at least, is the power of free speech, is that it opens up that persuasive ability and it allows people to convince others that they have the better way, the better argument, the better idea. And without freedom of speech, we can't have that because we'll always be at the whim of whoever is in power at the time. Uh, and one side of the debate will inevitably always be shut off. And that's to everybody's detriment. Well, and, uh, and you talk about protecting the, the ability of Christians to speak, but isn't it also important if we're protecting liberty to protect the ability of Muslims to speak and Hindus to speak and Jews to speak and people who don't believe in God at all to speak? Absolutely. Uh, and it's important to remember that without protecting all of those uh, different groups' right to speak, none of them are protected, uh, like I said before. And also, I think that uh, whatever your beliefs, everyone benefits from that public discourse, from that open debate where ideas are traded and do battle in the public marketplace of ideas. Uh, and people have the opportunity to decide what they think the better argument is, and exchange good ideas for bad ideas. Society benefits a great deal from that process, uh, and we wouldn't be uh, where we are today in a lot of respects without it. You know, it was interesting. Our firm gave a presentation at a local public college uh, recently for uh, really to educate the students about uh, their rights in, under the First Amendment. And it was uh, they gave us a very small room, but it was packed to the gills, including uh, quite a few people who uh, disagreed with us. And uh, they had a, what they called a silent protest, so we didn't realize they disagreed with us until, <laughs> until the end of the talk. Uh, but there were also two administrators there. And it's very interesting. We had a great uh, uh, dialogue with the students who were there to, quote-unquote, protest us after we gave our presentation, and we were able to make some headway uh, to get them to understand the importance of uh, free speech. These were people who were, uh, you know, felt that they didn't want to have bad things said about them. But I said, well, but the history is that you've had to go out into the marketplace of ideas and establish your own rights. And you did that through uh, exercising your First Amendment rights. And that's how you got where you are. And now uh, you have to accord that right to other people. And they thought that was kind of uh, uh, a good argument. I don't know how many I convinced, but at well, least it is they, a good argument. But they, but they listened to us. But, but the two administrators sat very glumly in the back of the room taking notes. Uh, and um, I don't know what they were quite afraid of. Uh, but uh, we we absolutely could make no headway with the two administrators. They were talking about safe places and and other things, and and as I say, we made no headway with them. Uh, we're going to take a, a quick break now, uh, but uh, coming up, we will discuss the battle for free speech and liberty on campus. I'm Whit Brisky of Malkin Baker, and you're listening to Lawyers for Jesus Radio.
Welcome back to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Whit Brisky, a partner in the law firm of Malkin Baker, and we're talking with Ari Cohn of FIRE, and we're discussing the battle to protect free speech and liberty on college campuses. And Ari, I just want to ask you for a couple of examples of how uh, free speech and other liberties are being uh, infringed or attacked on our college campuses. Well, you know, actually one that sticks out in my head, uh, particularly for this conversation, uh, is actually back from 2010 at my alma mater, the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. And there was an adjunct professor by the name of Ken Howell uh, who uh, uh, had a position at the Catholic uh, Newman Center on campus. And he taught a class on Catholic thought uh, that included... uh, a rubric for what he described as Catholic and utilitarian criteria for moral judgments about sexual conduct. And, uh, of course, it related in part to homosexual conduct. And a student complained that an email about the subject uh, was absurd and, and hate speech. And he was not rehired to teach his class on Catholic thought, which, of course, uh, he had taught consistent with traditional Catholic belief. Uh, and he also uh, was let go from his position at the Campus Catholic Center because he had been let go from his university position. Um, and it was absurd that someone who takes a class on Catholic thought would file a complaint saying that traditional Catholic teaching learned in that course constituted hate speech and should not be allowed to be taught. Um, frankly, why are you taking a class in Catholic thought when you know that you're not going to agree with it and then file a complaint. But even more absurd was that the university actually listened to it. Uh, And FIRE actually got involved in that case, and the university uh, reversed itself. Um, We had somewhat of a similar situation recently at Marquette University up in Wisconsin, where uh, Professor John McAdams posted a, a blog post about a graduate student instructor who had told a student that they could not disagree with the merits of same-sex marriage in class because it might offend some of his classmates. And the student argued with the graduate student instructor and actually recorded the conversation. And McAdams uh, basically uh, posted about this confrontation and said that it was a betrayal of you know, academic freedom and the principle of free inquiry on campus. Uh, and the university is trying to run him off campus and fire him uh, and remove his tenure. And incidentally, a very left-leaning professor at Marquette, who has been the target of some of McAdams' uh, blog posts in the past, has stepped up to defend him, saying, uh, no, we have to permit Professor McAdams to uh, criticize, to speak freely, and, and to take part in the academy as everyone else can. Um, So those are a couple of things that stick out in terms of uh, faculty cases, Uh, student cases. Well, but let me let me just interrupt for one second, though. The um, those two cases are interesting because the first case you talked about at the University of Illinois is a public university. Correct. And the uh, but Marquette, of course, is a private uh, and it's actually a Catholic (laughs) university. Right. Indeed. Which was kind of ironic. Uh, and there are there are different standards, aren't there, that apply to uh, speech on campus at uh, public versus private universities? Uh, absolutely. Uh, public universities are bound by the First Amendment uh, and must adhere to it uh, lest they be sued. 
private universities are not legally bound by it. However, they may in some circumstances be contractually bound to certain principles of free speech, particularly with respect to granting tenure to their professors. Uh, but even beyond that, uh, a college or university, first of all, that wants to be taken seriously as a place of higher learning is going to promise the principles of free speech and free inquiry and academic freedom to its community. They want to be known as such an institution that values those things. Uh, and schools cannot be allowed to lure students and faculty members onto campus with these promises and then pull a bait and switch and say, never mind, we meant accept when we don't like it. Hmm. Uh, that, that can't be allowed. That's uh, basically you know, false advertising, uh, for lack of a better phrase. Uh, and we hold schools accountable to their promises to students and faculty regularly. Um, we, we definitely do not... Uh, hold back from engaging with private universities uh, because they should be held to those promises. Well, is there an example you can give of a private university that's really been a leader in, uh, in protecting uh, speech and, uh, and free uh, exchange of ideas? Well, since we're uh, in Illinois here, uh, obviously the University of Chicago pops to mind. Uh, they passed the uh, what's known as the Chicago Principles, uh, which is a strong commitment to the free exchange of ideas on campus and the fact that that is where a university draws its intellectual vitality from. Uh, and many other schools have followed suit in the wake of University of Chicago's uh, passing of that statement uh, it, which was spearheaded in part by uh, law professor Jeffrey Stone. Uh, so the University of Chicago sticks out as uh, definitely a, a great example for the rest of private colleges and universities to look to. Good. Uh, you're listening to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Whit Brisky of the law firm of Malk and Baker. We're speaking with Ari Cohn of FIRE about protecting uh, the rights of students on campus. And... Uh, uh, Ari, I'd just like to ask you, you know, when, when I was uh, taking my daughters around uh, uh, to look at campuses around uh, the turn of the millennium, <laughs> we, uh, I would always have a particular question that I would ask the administrator that we were interviewing or that was interviewing us when we went to campus. And it was always about uh, speech codes and free speech. And I can't tell you the number of times that I got a totally blank stare or an, an aghast look on the on the face of the person I was talking to, but I always tried to to use that as a a test uh, in advising my kids uh, where to go. Um, what would you advise uh, students and their parents as they're looking for a college uh, to do? Well, one thing they can do is look at our website at www.thefire.org. Uh, and we actually have a database with over 400 schools, and their policies are rated as red, yellow, or green light from worst to best. Um, and they can check what what policies those schools maintain. Are they good or bad? They can also see what kinds of cases FIRE has had at that school. Uh, if a school has good policies, is it enforcing them in bad ways? Uh, or do they have bad policies and they're enforcing them in even worse ways? <laughs> Um, so that's one resource that uh, prospective students and their parents can use, and, and we heavily encourage that. Uh, I think that doing basic searches on free speech controversies on campus to see how administrators at that school have responded 
uh, is a good idea. With the advent of social media and the 24-hour news cycle, you can usually find stories about most major incidents on campuses uh, if, if you look. Uh, and reach out to FIRE. We can put people in contact with current students from our student network if they have questions about the atmosphere for free speech on campus. Well, those are great suggestions. And now, what what about the, the kids who are already in school? They've already paid a couple of uh, tuition uh, payments, uh, and now they're confronted with a problem. Their organization is being restricted, or their speech is being restricted, or their liberty is being restricted in some way. Uh, what can they do? Well, uh, I think the first thing they can and should do is call us. Um, whether it's they're facing discipline for protected speech, or they simply want to work to revise uh, their school's policies and make it a more liberty-friendly place for everyone, uh, we have the resources to help. Uh, we step in when we need to in terms of defending individuals. Uh, we also work collaboratively with students to great success to reforming campus policies or even just getting the word out to their peers about the importance of, of liberty on campus. Uh, so pretty much anything a student could possibly need, um, we're in pretty good position to help provide it. And we, that's what we're here for. Uh, we love doing it. We love working with students. So we encourage everyone to contact us. And uh, this, doesn't always, this means that you don't always end up in a lawsuit, right? You hope to resolve these short of a lawsuit. Absolutely. Uh, we find some of our more, most satisfying results come from fairly amicable uh, kind of... Uh, cooperation with students, with administrators. Uh, we, we cooperate and, and work for, for free to both schools and students uh, wherever possible. Uh, I think that that serves everyone best instead of a knockdown, drag-out fight. Although every once in a while you, you run into an administrator or administration that uh, just will not compromise. Yeah, and, obstinate can be an understatement sometimes. And unfortunately, particularly when it's a, a public university, spending the public's money, uh, they can end up paying the fees of fire or the private attorneys suing them, and, uh, and that can be a real problem for spending public money. Uh, absolutely. I mean, the, the real tragic part is when taxpayers are forced to bear the cost of the public officials violating other people's constitutional rights. And now, in some cases, the administrators can be held personally responsible Right. Well, that's, that would be good. Ari, uh, we're coming to the close, and I appreciate you being on and, and talking about this. Uh, what's FIRE's website again? Uh, it's www.thefire.org. If you have a legal need or a question and want the perspective of a local Christian attorney, contact us at Malkin Baker. You can reach us at 312-726-1243 or at malkinbaker.com. We're a Christian law firm located in Chicago, which serves churches, ministries, businesses, individuals, and their legal needs. Call us and mention Lawyers for Jesus for a free consultation. Somebody, yes, indeed, you're gonna have to serve somebody.